1: Goals to win for Christ's sakes. And you keep talking about the CBT, you keep talking about prospects and your long-term goal. Like you just basically told us we ain't good enough. We suck. You let us down. Angry get Lou, it. angry Lou. A hole the size of I don't even know what in that bullpen. Keep playing like dog.
0: Recall by manager Lou.
1: Go give me a goddamn first baseman that's what I want. I don't want an outfielder D eight. I need a first baseman.
0: Okay, Lou, I- I'll ask you something. What? How
1: do you go into the season without a closer? How do you not address the closer situation?
0: Lou, what's up, Bill? Good, how are you doing? Good. Well, it's always great to have you here, Lou. Oh, baby, it is 12.02. It is Friday, and it's time for us to go to the Harbor One Hotline to lovely San Diego, California. He is the voice of baseball in Boston, when it comes to opinions, everybody wants to hear what our friend Lou Maloney has on the Harbor One Hotline. Lou, good morning to you. Happy Friday, everybody. you oh, doing? It's early there, too, huh? You, you, take a, you wake up early, take a little walk on the beach, kind of like reminisce about the old days back when you used to play there? I'll give you one
1: guess where you think I am right now. Like Just one guess.
0: And just. Uh, sitting on the toilet taking a poop.
1: No, I'm sitting on hole six right now with Will Fleming. <laughs> so he's teeing off for me and we're gonna rock and roll. Uh,
0: Wait, uh, Will Fleming? Oh my he's God. Up. He yeah are he's you guys up at like five? Do you, you know it's like five, five thirty. We get up. We get a tea time early. It's nice. Do you uh you rent clubs, obviously, right?
1: Yeah, I rent. He carries, he brings them with him, he's big time.
0: Oh so. well he has to because he's six eight. He needs like probably <laughs> well, two inch overs. Ah, uh, that's true. Yeah, that's hey, the, hey Lou, are the, you America. um are you uh do you feel like we should change the open for you?
1: The angry? The angry yeah, open, I mean, though, like, like it because you need a closer. You need a first <laughs> baseman. You know? So <laughs> You need a shortstop. <laughs> yeah, you need you uh it's it's funny, man. They are I know they just made that move in the rotation, but we were kind of talking about this, right? Like like a like you got Kike and then you bring this kid Pablo Reyes and and he's played so well and it's like, Okay, when Arroyo comes back, what are you gonna do? Release Pablo Reyes? Like he's playing really well, you know, like you need Valdez, the left handed bat. So it's like they've they've got some guys that are coming back. And they've already made a move with the rotation. They've got to, to make another one here with Whitlock soon. So it's like it's a good problem to have,
0: but I'm just curious
1: to see how the whole thing shakes out.
0: So, Lou, we talked to Alex Cora about this, but I'm curious for your thoughts on the Kenley Jansen pitch clock gate, let's call it, from, uh, you know, a bunch of days ago where – Feet are in the box. Feet are out of the box. Yep. We knew there would yep. be some level of chicanery. How do you put into context that whole situation from the Jansen end to the umpire end to the Red Sox end in handling it?
1: Yeah, that whole thing was confusion. I mean, we had no clue what was going on because the umpire had point to his watch and the pitch, like the 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 uh, you know, as far as like quick pitching is more like point to the eyes, and we're like, but it's it's a pitch clock he's calling it. So to me, it's like. I don't know, like kind of old school would sort of be like, hey, Contreras, if you really want to walk that badly here, hold this in, my, in your ribs for me type thing. Like, just drop them. <laughs> Maybe he won't do it again. But I, I don't like kind of trying to circumvent the rules. Like, the rules are the rules. The rules are good. The game is good. Don't be an a-hole. You know what I mean? Just play by the freaking rules. Like, the whole stepping in, stepping out, gamemanship stuff. Like, and I know MLB sent out a memo kind of um, warning players about things like that, which I think is a good thing.
0: Man, I thought you would think – differently about that. I'm surprised that you're like, oh, just get in the batter box. You know, like I felt like you would be more like, hey, if you're dumb enough to give me to to fall for it, then I'm going to keep doing it till you learn your lesson.
1: Well, I, I get it. But it's just like, okay, you know, like we've got these rules in play, right? And everybody's kind of abiding and it's just about speeding up the game and having a better product. And then you have, you know, something like that. Just trying to take advantage of it. Gamemanship. I don't know. It just seems like you got a good thing. Like, just just go out and play, you know. Um, it rattled Jansen. I mean, it worked, you know, and I, and we saw it kind of happening, and I was thinking, you know, if he gets in there at 8, now he, he forces Jansen to start his windup or set position at 8, and with a little wiggle, like, it kind of makes him feel rushed. So I was kind of wondering if more people would do that to Jansen. Um, I don't know. I just, I just like the way the game is right now. I just don't like people trying to take advantage of things.
0: Uh, Lou, did, I, I referenced this with Cora. Remember when they put in that block-in-the-plate rule? and they had yeah. to tweak it along the way. Is this going to be the same thing with the pitch clock, or is this more about communication and the umpires kind of getting it right?
1: Yeah, a lot of it to me is communication, you know what I mean, with umpires. You know, because, like, the signaling, um, the hand signals and stuff, everybody keeps talking about, just grab a mic, just explain it, because don't, you don't really know what's going on. You know, when you're hitting your watch and it's a, you know, a violation for a quick pitch, and that's not the so-called signal for it and things like that, but... Um, No, I don't know. I mean, it it is what it is. I like to just try to hopefully just play by these rules right now, just be a clean game like we've been having, and just go from there.
0: Lou Maloney on the uh, sixth hole of a fancy golf course in San Diego with Will Fleming. Lou is with us on the Harbor One Hotline. Hey, quickly, because, like, the whole pitch tipping and stealing and stuff like that, how do you, as a former big leaguer, what do you make of the whole Aaron Judge in the box, and you see the eyes go right, and then... Go back to the pitcher and then the guy hits one about seven thousand feet.
1: Yeah, for me it's everything is legal unless you're using electronics. You know, and you're signaling from inside of tunnel a signal to the hitter. If Aaron Judge is peeking to the first base coach because the third because the catcher has his you know, has his legs wide apart and he can see the sign if they're doing signs. Or if the catcher sets up really low on breaking balls and stands more straight up on fastballs. Or if the catcher's giving away location in and out, then that's his fault. Then be better at it. I don't have a problem with that. That's been going on for a hundred years. You know, third base coach picking up signs, first base coach picking up signs, me peeking to the base runner. You know, the base runner peeking and picking up signs so he can steal. Pitchcom has erased some of that stuff, but as long as you're not using electronics, it's all fair game to me. I, I don't, I don't, I don't see a problem with what Judge was doing. Love
0: it. Okay, so all right, so I guess the the, the biggest story, I guess, I guess, what I think a lot of people were waiting for was like the whole rotation, like how was that going to kind of play out? Bale yeah. pitched well. Tanner Hawk looks like he's almost there. You kind of like, oh god, third time through the order. Uh, but Nick Pavetta, he gets bounced. Um, right call?
1: Yes, yeah. yeah, it was. I mean, it just comes down to performance. You know, he really wasn't performing at a level with a crowded rotation that's healthy now. So he goes out there. Um, you know, hopefully throws well, long relief, you know, and, and now you've got him and Crawford and Winkowski, so you've got a lot of arms out there for long relief. So now maybe a guy like, you know, when Corey Kluber gives you four solid, maybe you bounce him. Maybe you get him out you go right to Pavetta or you go right to you know, uh, Crawford or something like that. So you can kind of play that game with multiple long relief guys. Um, the question will be like when Whitlock comes back. So... There's one more guy to go, you know, and I don't know. I mean, some, at some point Tanner Howe kind of tells you who he is. And I know five and two-thirds, six innings, you know, three runs, two runs. I know he's doing well, but all the runs are in the last, like you know, two or three innings. And it's like there's nothing wrong with being, like, really good for three innings, you know, out of that bullpen and being a shutdown guy because this hasn't been just, like, eight starts. It's been two years. And eventually you just sort of got to listen to the player because his performance kind of tells you who he is.
0: So the, the other question, just for the uh, the Pavetta part, like, so how does a guy like that handle, which I guess is universally considered a demotion, but maybe, maybe baseball players don't really feel that way. But how do you think he handles it and manages, the? I guess, the, the different just day-to-day routine?
1: Well, yeah, I don't think he's happy about it. I think that's pretty obvious from spring training to a few weeks ago on Atlanta or whatever it might be the way he's talked about it. But he's got to realize that, you know, at this level, look at Martin Perez. Like he went out to that bullpen for the Red Sox. And the next year he came back, signed a deal, was an all-star. So it's like, listen, if you go out and throw and be lights out for two or three innings, somebody will look at you, you know, next year or at the trade deadline. And so it'll be like, okay, this guy has started 32 games. And I think he's figured some things out going to the bullpen. And, you know, more opportunity. If you go out there and sulk and just get lit up, you're done. Like, you're out of the game. So I think he's got to take that approach. And go, no matter when you're in the game, you've got to put up zeroes. Because, you know, the future, who knows what the future holds. Maybe, you know, you're out there in the pen. All of a sudden, a week later, somebody goes down. The next thing you know, you're back in the rotation again. So you can't go out there and sulk.
0: Lou Maloney with us on the Harbor One Hotline here with Gresham Fourier. He's out in San Diego. Tonight, the Red Sox will take on the Padres and Xander Bogarts. And I know that Taylor Swift's here this weekend and the Celtics are playing and all that kind of stuff. But... Uh, it feels like for all of the hand ringing that went on during the contract negotiations that were or weren't for Xander Bogarts, that fans might be a little more whooped up for tonight, but I'm not feeling it here back east. How do you, Lou put into context the whole hey you're seeing Xander in a another uniform?
1: yeah, it's gonna be weird, and I just I don't think people back in Boston get really you know whooped up on West Coast games. I mean it's just nine thirty yeah. ten o'clock at night. You know the diehards will watch that type of stuff, and um, but you know if Xander was in 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 Boston, you know for the weekend it oh. would be huge, you know. But uh, on the West Coast, a little bit different. Uh, he's you know not he's swinging it, not swinging like he did earlier in the year, but it's going to be really awkward, you know, seeing him go up against this team and some of these guys. But um, you know it is what it is. <laughs> if they stayed in that six, seven year range, eight year range, you know I think there's a possibility he would have stayed here, but San Diego blew him out of the water, and. uh it, you know, this this team spent a lot of money in the offseason. They're four games under four uh, five hundred, so they got to figure out a way to get back into this thing. I mean, you don't spend that kind of money and miss the playoffs. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of heat on these guys right now.
0: Plunk Xander,
1: oh that would be first fun. AB
0: right in the ass, just Plunk <laughs> just to kind of like it's like it's like a, like hey, it's like it's like you know like the towels that you know the locker you're room, snap snapping, like, snapping towel out of. I just want to say hi, so a salute so where exactly are you because I have um oh boy I'm gonna well no, listen, California I, I, guy. I, I listen, no I lived in San Diego for a long time I know that area where are you staying because I'm gonna hook you up where are you oh, staying oh boy
1: we are staying where are we staying are you North know. County are you the, North the County the are you in the no, city we're, we're staying right in downtown like okay. right in the park at like the Hyatt I guess
0: okay so if you're willing to kind of take maybe what I would call a 30 minute drive for breakfast okay yeah. I want you uh, listen to me very carefully what? I want you yep. to go to the Hideaway Cafe. Wait, the Hideaway Cafe in the, Solana Beach. <laughs> the, oh, hey, I'd the Halfway ca- Cafe. Yeah. That's no. my place. Yeah, the Hideaway Cafe in Solana Beach. Yep. Ask for Jan. Oh, yep. Order the Hawaiian French toast. Now, you. Well, yeah. I, I'm not sure if you. You may not get Hawaiian French toast, but you ask for Jan. And you get the Hawaiian French toast. I will. I will. Promise me you'll do that. You won't (laughs) regret it. It it Look, look 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 at the the Twitch. Look, it's a real place. I'm just kind of. in a text.
1: Yeah, in a text. Just send it to me in a text. I will check it out
0: tomorrow morning. I'm telling you, you got to go. And please ask for Jan and order the Hawaiian French toast. You'll be amazed what they give you. Yeah, Uh, Lou. Lou, Google it. By the way, don't it's it's uh, a real book. Look at Google. No, I see it. it Uh, Hey, uh, Lou. (laughs) (laughs) S for Manuel. Lou, you you, didn't you play in that dump known as Jack Murphy Stadium back in the day?
1: Qualcomm. Yes.
0: How beautiful is Petco? And I can't believe, in looking it up, that that ballpark's almost twenty years old.
1: You know, so my last my year here was 03, and that was like Petco was being built. So it was the last year, Qualcomm. So the only thing I've seen from Petco is basically like, you know, from, and the studs, like it was being built. Mm. You had to go over there once in a while and walk around, but it was like nothing. But, yeah, Qualcomm was, was a dump, you know, but um, this place here, I, I haven't really, I haven't been in there yet. So I'm looking forward to kind of checking that
0: Ooh, out. Ooh, you know, I, can't, I can't wait for the Lou breakdown. Uh, at Lou Maloney on Twitter, maybe get a little uh, Twitter breakdown there, a little video from Lou about yeah, we'll Petco. Petco Park. That's uh good stuff. Whoa, geez. Uh hit him straight. Hopefully um hopefully the sixth <laughs> hole you get like an X for the score and you know you and yeah. Flemdog can uh, agree to take this is, fives and move on. Yeah, this has been the worst 15 minutes of his life. He's just Jonesy. He just wants to put the phone Don't down and go part. play. You want I know Will's like come on. No, this is, I just told him. I said, just give me a five. It's a par
1: four. I'm there you go. Bogey. We'll move on. There you go. So give, bogey, move on. Tee up. Score. I'm out here in San Diego playing golf. You think I give a rat's ass about my score?
0: Oh, I love it. <laughs> All right. Are you guys playing 18, or can you only go nine?
1: Oh, no, we go 18. It's so early. There's nobody out here. We're going to play in like three and a half, four hours. So how does
0: this work? So you'll you'll play 18, I'm assuming, yeah. get a bite, get a nap, go to the ballpark, right?
1: Oh, yeah. No, I'll be back at the hotel by like noon. Oh,
0: man, that's fantastic. Well, Lou, thank you, brother. We appreciate you. Hit him straight. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, buddy. All right, peeps. Have a great weekend. We love Later. Lou, baby. Who doesn't love Lou Maloney? Uh, well, about that? A quick little update uh, the restaurant, little breakfast place that I, with the code word in there for Lou, is uh, permanently closed every restaurant you mentioned on the west coast just doesn't exist anymore. what what else is no, what else what else did i mention that isn't exist bar with uh, uncle joey or whatever the, what? uh, joey diaz the, what are you talking oh, about oh yeah you you were freaking out the what was it like a couple Swami's, weeks ago Swanee. that that guy joey oh, that was diaz got yeah yeah it's yeah, oh, that on the west Seattle. coast yeah but i think it's that place is closed like canada <laughs> <laughs> um
1: if uh, lou, South,
0: if lou west. really does go out there like you're going to have to cash in some friendship points if he's on a road trip and you send him 30 miles I'm going to tell him right find now I'm going to tell close- him I, no no, no you're not. no I am right now he's actually staying in the city and I know we but that you're right about that park it is i remember when they built it there's a there's a street called the gas lamp there's like area called the gas lamp district the gaslight district <laughs> yeah, the gas <laughs> those gas lamp Gas lamp. Gaslight is a whole nother thing. There you go. Another whole nother area of life oh. that I feel like we all live in. Oh, okay. With people in our lives who gaslight us. Uh but no, it, that park does not get enough like credit for being like just really cool. The water's right there. The marina's right there. The city is fabulous. I mean, it's it's, uh, clean as hell, too. And Mexico's literally 30 30 minutes away. Orcillo's fishing in the bay out there all the time, putting those things on Twitter. Now, the 617 on the text uh, says, Hawaiian pancake is code for Tijuana steroids. Is that true? No. First of all, I did not say Hawaiian pancake, which could be a code for something. I said Hawaiian French French toast. toast. Oh, okay. Totally different code word, and you get something totally different. Just ask for Jan. It's close, so it doesn't matter. Is it Jan (laughs) Brady? (laughs) I used to, I mean, I'm not even going to get into story time right now, but uh, there was a certain deceased uh, linebacker that used to go there also. Oh. We used to send each other messages. God rest. God rest. Peace and love. Peace and love. (laughs) Here's Lanny ready to tread.